the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are wrapping up our look at the Seeker cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. In this episode, we discuss Eidetic Memory, Arcane Insight, and No Stone Unturned Level 5. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the channel, everyone. We are making our way through the Seeker cards in the Panther Carcosa Investigator expansion. Uh, I think this is part four or part five at this point. There are, uh, because of the way the uh, cards were divided up with the archaic glyphs and whatnot. The first card we're going to take a look at is Eidetic Memory. It is an event that has no cost, costs three XP, intellect and agility skill icons, spirit trait, Play Eidetic Memory as an exact copy of an Insight event in any Investigator's discard pile, including its resource cost. Remove that event from the game, remove Eidetic Memory from the game instead of discarding it. Thoughts on Eidetic Memory? Now, I did take a look at uh, the Insight trait. There are, as of uh, the Scarlet Keys, there are roughly 96 cards with the Insight trait that uh, run the gamut from useless all the way up to knowledge is power so mm -hmm. your your mileage with this one uh, may vary what do you guys think about this one that's the one thing that i remember about this card is that it's basically knowledge is power three and four in certain <laughs> decks oh my gosh yeah i i want to like this card simply because it's an unprecedented effect within the rest oh, of the yeah, entire card you're right and like for that it's unique but it's it is very contingent on anything else that you're playing or i guess mm -hmm. anything else your group is playing so here's the thing it's recursion it's a, it, it feels like it's appropriately costed and appropriately designed recursion notice how it removes itself from the game and it's target oh, yeah move that event from the game yeah i feel like this was designed in the game where recursion was appropriately costed and appropriately designed. So, like, in the game that didn't have deck flipping, this would be about right. Because you have to spend 3 XP to get the, to get a third copy of an event. It's like, oh my god, this event is so good. I'm willing to spend 3 XP for it. Mm -hmm. And I can't, and you can never, like, get this back, you know, to do it, a, like, a fifth or sixth time. Mm -hmm. So, like, but the problem is the game we have now, like, you can just power draw through your deck and get your events three, four, five, a million times. So I think given that recursion is so cheap in the game as we have, like this thing is kind of overcosted. Um plus it doesn't recur itself. You know, so if you're doing like a deck flipper, you don't you never get this back. And you never get the uh event you target back. So mm -hmm. I yeah, so I think I like I don't know. I think if they ever fix the deck flipping rule, this will this the stock in this thing will go up. 
but like as it stands it's kind of not that great because you're probably better off just like buying a second copy of your insight event that you want you know like buying a cryptic research for example you know you're probably better off like it always works you don't have to wait for a good event to hit the discard pile before you can use it also this thing has terrible icons too so yeah it's one of those things where like if the game was designed separately this would be appropriate but it's not so it kind of tells you it kind of tells you how broken like recursion is in this game Mm. yeah Yeah, like you can clearly see the idea is that you copy cryptic research and like that in and of itself is worth three experience because cryptic research is ridiculous it should probably remove itself from the game anyway but that's Mm -hmm. a discussion for another point but yeah it feels very much in that sort of design path where eidetic memory is copying some huge event that's worth all this time and effort to set up like cryptic yeah like deciphered reality or something like Mm -hmm. i want my deck to play four deciphered realities in a game like yeah that's that's gonna cost you 16 xp right off the bat and that's what you're gonna go for like um and that's it but the thing is like it's cheaper and it's cheaper to just draw through your whole deck and do it again Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of the issue and then the fact that you have to wait for the event to get drawn and, and played before this will do anything it kind of kind of kills it as well yeah so i think in an alternate version of arkham arkham horror where they fix the deck the deck flipping rule and they fix recursion then mm. this thing is appropriate but as yeah. it is now you just it's just not necessary yeah to, to me this feels like a magic card that kind of got lost in the pile yeah it, it's really meant to be a magic card but it it, it got printed yeah. as an arkham card by mistake Oh yeah, that totally that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. Right. Yeah, it's interesting to to look back on my first review of this card and I think I was pretty positive about it because hey, you're you're copying the most powerful insight event in your discard pile. Like that's going to be amazing, but then it occurred to me, like, well, why don't people play this? Well, because it's just easier to draw through your deck, like you said. And so you don't need this card. Decks that are going to be abusing powerful insight events have other ways of doing that. They don't need to spend 3 to 6 XP on this thing. They can just draw through their deck, they get it back, and go from there. Or they find some way of eliminating most of their deck so they end up with like the three or four events that they need and just plow through them that way. And again, this one isn't necessary. So I think back in the day, you know, I was, I thought, I think I rated this card basically on how I thought the game, you know, in other card games, this card fits, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. not getting your deck back. And so being able to copy one of those insight events that theoretically you were never going to see again, hey, that's a great effect. But in a game where you can potentially see those events two, three times, it's not quite as uh, as useful. How would you guys rate this one? Uh, I think I got to give this one the big stinky tentacle because this thing kind of sucks unfortunately it's a cool effect it's just mm-hmm. yeah just it doesn't belong in this game just because of the way the game kind of handles recursion yeah i agree plus a lot of the inside vents just like going through it um a lot of the inside vents that you're going to be copying are going to be like zero one xp anyway um unless you're doing the monster you know cryptic research number three play 
Yeah, at which point you're playing Cryptic Research and you don't need this anymore. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna give the it's just the wrong game. I, I do appreciate that someone somewhere along the line like had the bright idea that like recursion needed a cap. You know, like you know, and it but it happened to be when they were testing this card, not when they were designing the deck flipping rule. So I'm gonna give this a tentacle, but with a laugh with a bit of laughter. Yeah, unfortunately, I think this one, uh, I may have been positive on it uh, way back when, but I think the game, the way it evolved, just made this card unnecessary. Yeah. If you're trying to abuse inside events, there are other ways to do it, and spending 3 to 6 XP for this is just not, not going to be uh, what you're going to do. So this one gets an auto-fail from me as well. Maybe this one will change if they change, like you said, Metastrophic. The, if, if they put a cap on deck flipping and being able to recycle infinitely, then sure, getting those events back using this might be might be good. But uh, as it stands, you don't need a card like this to get your events back. So mm -hmm. why spend the XP on it? Yeah, I think the other issue, too, that we haven't touched on is that in the earlier campaigns, you also just don't have the experience to spend on this. Oh, God, like, no. Once, once you yeah. buy Cryptic Research, that's kind of it. That, yeah, that's true. Three is a lot because you're going to be spending three and you're probably going to be copying an event that costs zero XP. And that's going to feel real bad. The next card we're going to talk about is Arcane Insight. It's a three-cost asset that uh, costs four experience points. Willpower and Intellect Skill Icons Spell Trait uses three charges. As a free triggered ability, while an investigator is taking his or her turn, spend one charge, your location gets minus two shroud until the end of this turn, limit once per turn, and it takes up an arcane slot. Uh, here's another card that I have not played, but I can certainly appreciate the, uh, the ability to grant a high shroud location minus two shroud. What do you guys think about this one? This card is kind of weird. Um, like on the one hand, it's it seems like a pretty good ability to be able to basically give anyone a flashlight on demand, but it's your location, so it's not the location that the investigator is at. It's your oh. location. Which That's true. Is that is a little weird. Weird when you think about it. Like it doesn't yeah. quite work the way you want it to. That's right. It doesn't it's, say it's any... a really yeah big hindrance on this card. Oh, wow, you're right. Because it doesn't say an investigator at your location. It says your location gets minus two shroud for the investigator all the way across the table. Yes. Like, that's what's weird about it. It's like, weird. you would think it would give their location minus two, but no, 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 no. It's your location. That is weird. I wonder if that got, like, a last-minute change in playtesting or something. Mm, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't but... know. Yeah, that's, that is weird. Yeah. But it seems like an okay effect, but at four experience, you're really just paying for a fancy flashlight. And Yes. That being said, I think this thing is uh, back in style now that uh, the Scarlet Keys have come out, and we were discussing things like um, Shroud Zeroing with Shadow Light, things like that. Yeah, but and... come on, that's Shadow Light. That's not Arcade Inside doing the work. Okay, that's true. That's true. But um, I'll say that I think there's like, how to describe it? I've also personally been playing Arcade Insight um, lately. And because I'm, but I'm playing like a very specific survivor seeker build right now where mm -hmm. you, the idea, the idea does not even use shadow light. It's just actually to get the shroud down to two. We're playing on, we're playing on hard, by the way. And the idea is just to get the shroud down to two. So look what I found always covers me. 
is kind of the idea. And so I look at this and I say, all right, well, this is giving me plus two to like nine investigate tests. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. More if I manage to like get extra action somehow. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's not bad. So let's let's just say this: if your deck, if you're the type of deck that like likes the idea of, of level three flashlight from Scar from way later in Scarlet Keys, then this is kind of like the ultimate level three flashlight, right? Because it works for multiple tests. Um, also, what's really nice is that unlike regular flashlights and old key rings and stuff, it like stacks with whatever you're doing. So like I've been combining this with winging it, you know, to like get the shroud down to like zero or two in, you know, as I want to do, then I get covered by things like lucky and, you know, and look what I found. That's kind of the whole deck idea. Kind of like a low, not a shroud zeroing, but a low shroud. And I'm finding it's like, it's one of those things where this card is like very expensive for, it's very expensive XP, but like it kind of does work. You just have to like not play better seeker cards. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's very like by the numbers, like it's it's distinctive, and I like this. Um, I especially like it now that there are, there are ways to reload those charges. Yeah, when it came out, like three costs for like three charges of this is it felt kind of steep, but like you can reload charges pretty cheaply. I mean, you could reload flashlight charges less cheaply. So I, I think there's like a niche for this now. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I think I think it has one. Yeah, a niche, and I don't know. I also like the fact that. If you really need to, even on like a low shroud location, like you could give someone else minus two shroud and yourself minus two shroud because it says once per turn, right? So I can give myself minus two shroud and then I can give my friend minus two shroud. So I can turn like like a fighter into like an investigator for their turn. And I think there's some value there being able to like blitz a location by turning other people's actions into useful actions. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think, think it's something that's it's overlooked. Yeah. I think Scarlet Keys specifically, this seems really, oh, yeah. really good. Oh, yeah, because you want Shroud to be really low for concealed mechanics. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, no, that's perfect, because then you're giving someone, like, a rogue who has, like, four actions. You really want to make the Shroud low so they can, like, expose things. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. So I think, like, I think what you're getting at is what I'm trying to get at. The idea is, like, n by the numbers, like, this thing's actually not that bad. It's just a lot of XP. Yeah. Yeah, and it... To me, I guess skipping right to the ratings, this is something you have to build your whole kind of deck around. So this yeah, I'd say so. Blessed. Yeah, you know, because like, you're it's a big payoff card, right? Like, it is. You're spending your yeah. XP on this with the explicit goal of doing something with it, right? Like yeah, if you're I playing agree. this as flashlight, it's not good. Yeah, I, I agree. If you're just using it to like get plus two to a bunch of investigates, like yeah, you don't need to spend four XP to do that. You can just run more skill cards and. At that point, you could do things like, what's it? Um, you can do the glyphs and just discover multiple clues for per action. This one, because this doesn't give you any action compression you know, at all. So it's kind of in the same vein as like in the know, where it kind of like helps you manipulate shrouds. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this one a bless because I feel like you have to not be a seeker. You have to be a seeker because it's a level four seeker card. But you have to not be a seeker that is all about stacking your intellect. Because this is like the opposite. You know, and if if you look at this as just another intellect stacker, then it's very overpriced. But if you do other things with it, then you might find its niche. So I'm gonna go straight to bless without even consulting Cameron, you know, and and all of his experiences with it, because I bet you he's used this in Harvey to like do amazing things, and he's about to blow our minds. I have never played this card. I do not have four XP to uh, to afford this card, and. I don't much like paying three resources for it either. I'm going to give it an elder thing. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I just <laughs> I I mean I I I can appreciate that you can lower the shroud, but <laughs> Since it is a, a high-level seeker card, if you're playing a, a five intellect seeker, you're usually not having issues getting no. clues, and so gaining extra clues is more important to me than yeah reducing the shroud. That's just so yeah. I oh man, this one also... get, this one gets an elder thing, and I mean I could even give it an auto fail just because I would never never play it in solo. It's just not. Yeah, not you. interesting <laughs> how about that artwork though so what's Talk the about a what's splitting the... headache ah. yeah. <laughs> look at that like like what is this arcane insight is like his head is ripping open like what is going on with this guy you know what, you know what it looks like someone took the hyperphysical shot caster and he's like he just shot himself with the hyperphysical shot caster and it mm -hmm. just like blew a ray like through his head and now it's like ripping his his face open either yeah. that or it's like that part was it was it is it the little end of the little mermaid where like someone's transforming and their their fingers are all glowing these like ray beams or something while they're no it's beauty and the beast right it's the very end of beauty and the beast where like he's transforming and these like there's these like rays coming out of his finger of, of, out of his fingertips and out of his mouth and stuff that's what that's what's going on this is disney art right here if you're playing scarlet keys it probably gets a lot more use out of it because of concealed yep. yeah the way shroud most... works yeah yeah, in most campaigns, you probably just want some way to just spew a bunch of clues into your play area. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cards I have uh, not played because I don't have the experience points in solo to afford them, this is No Stone Unturned, two-cost event that costs 5 XP, wild and intellect skill icon, insight trait, fast, play during any free-triggered ability window, choose an investigator at your location, that investigator searches his or her deck for a card, draws it, and shuffles his or her deck. So this uh, differs from the level 0 version uh, in a few ways. I believe the level 0 version is not fast and is limited to the top six, uh -huh. and is limited to your turn. This one basically removes all the restrictions and lets you go and get whatever card you want. But at five XP, oof, thoughts? Arkham is very much a game where tutoring cards is a trap. Because of the way the game asks you to play, which is uh -huh. in that, you really need your starting assets from the very beginning of the game. And if you don't, you get punished, right? Uh -huh. So, like, a card like this, in theory, seems really good, right? If I don't happen to see it within 10 cards, then I can go get it. There's a couple problems with that. One is it costs five experience. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Two, you tend to just want more cards, not one specific card in this game. Yep because of skill tests and actions in general. Like, you're doing multiple things per turn, so card advantage is often better than card selection. Mm -hmm. Because you're really just, you're trading a card. So unless you have some very specific strategy where you need one specific card, like, always on the table for it to work, then this card, even, I think, at that point, you probably just want to churn through your deck. Yeah. And then later on, you get Mr. Rook, and then this card just becomes completely useless. Because Mr. Rook just searches through your whole deck anyway. So Yeah. There's that. 
and really oftentimes like no stone zero is enough i can't really think of a situation like outside of maybe i need ward of protection in mythos phase oh maybe that could be useful but really like i i can't really justify five experience for this effect yeah especially since cryptic research is four yeah, that's that's really hard to that's really hard to do. Yeah, it makes it feel like this is overcosted at, at two resources and five XP compared to cryptic research. Mm-hmm. You know, which gives you the volume you need. Yeah, I wanna like this thing though because of like the teamwork aspect. Like I kinda I kinda like it. So this is one of those it suffers from one of those problems where like utility cards that are worth XP just like always get ignored because you're never because there's always something that you want like you don't you don't like sit down and say, I wanna make a no stone unturned deck. Nobody mm-hmm. does that. You know, you go, I want to make a Decipher Reality deck or a Glyphs deck or something. That's And so you never have enough XP to be able to afford this. That being said, like, on its face, like, the fact that you could do it for the whole team is, like, really interesting. Like, the more I think about it. Because, you know, you can help anyone get their key asset. I mean, there, there's that. And it's also fast, so it doesn't cost you any actions. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking the Mythos phase. Like, you can do this mid-skill test. And that's mm-hmm. what had me thinking. You know, so like you can run into a situation where um like your your friend is making a uh, is making a skill test and they really want this very particular um skill card or somebody in at the table has a particular skill card that's going to totally save the day. Hey, no stone unturned. I'm looking at you, Eye of Truth. One of the love love that card. One of the yeah, one of the like most deceptive utility cards in the game. You know, mm-hmm. Eye of Truth. And I was just thought, wow, wouldn't, I, wouldn't it be awesome if I could just summon up an Eye of Truth like whenever I want, whenever anyone needs it? Oh, that's amazing. Um, and this kind of does that. So I think it's one of those things where it's utility. Um, often this game doesn't really reward utility all that much, especially utility that costs XP. But if you, if you're, if you, you know, go outside the lines a little bit and you're, you know, you have, you're swimming in XP and you could afford utility, utility this is probably one of the probably one of the strongest options you can pick do you, do you see what i'm saying like if you don't need a key asset or a key event like and you just you're swimming in xp this is probably as good as it gets because like you're gonna spend two resources and someone's gonna get like and i'm talking like in a four-player situation where you have like 120 cards just out there you know on the board or more and like mm-hmm. you're helping somebody get the perfect one at the perfect time mm-hmm. i don't know it's, this seems pretty good yeah like that's the issue though it's like <laughs> it's teams good but then like you think about i have to spend five ten experience to get that yeah and is it Um, really worth it at that point no i agree especially since cryptic research is four and yeah that's like such a strong card yeah i I agree that's why this rarely happens that being said you're gonna be a hero if you play if you can afford this and play it yeah i don't know like even in that situation that you described like is it really that good like maybe i guess but yeah like i you could probably name a dozen other five experience cards that would also be good in that situation too so i don't know like yeah that's true that's what i'm saying it's a trap like like, yeah it kind of is effects are kind of a trap in this game like i've kind of felt that way about prepared for the worst to some extent as well oh yeah Okay. Like any any card where you you're searching for a specific type of something within like the top nine or even in this it's yeah. it's a tutor effect, and they're just traps because Arkham is not a game that really rewards you for card selection. It's a game that rewards you for filling up your hand with a ton of cards and then spewing them out at the skill test. Yeah, it's kind of true. 
So yeah, paying five experience for this just doesn't align with the game's goals. I yeah, think, I guess you do have to kind of walk apart from what the game wants you to do in order to like get good use out of this. You know, mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, as the solo player here, I never have the experience to buy one copy of this, much less two. And the way I build my solo decks, I usually have a lot of redundancy. So if I don't get card A, I need... I probably have card B or card C that will do roughly the same thing, whether that's investigate, evade, or or fight. And so I just never need this one. And yeah. I mean, I can I can see what you're saying, Matastrophic, that you know, in a multiplayer setting, the ability to go grab a card for somebody else who hasn't drawn the key piece of the puzzle. But if you need to do that, I would kind of question how they have built their deck. <laughs> well, on the other hand, though, I'm thinking, like, odds. You know, when you have four players, the odds go up that someone's going to have a bad draw. Mm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, there you go. I don't know, but are you spending 5 XP to help somebody else? That's what else? I'm saying. you got to be, you got to be, if you're swimming in XP... You know, it is one of the things. And you're, because the thing is, remember, these are Seekers, right? And Seekers often are like, you're good enough for the whole game at, like, 9 XP, often enough. Like, you don't mm -hmm. have to go all in on, um, on like, glyphs and double, um, double like... Come on, at this point, you probably need three experience. You probably yeah, just need That's what I'm ed. saying. If you're going to be one of those people who's just like, okay, I've bought higher ed, and, like, that's my deck. And then I buy two shortcuts, two shortcut level twos, and because I want to help the friends, and it's like that's all I really need to play. Then like this becomes pretty cool because it's like you're a seeker, like just having a five intellect and like seven XP means you are completely ready to go, you know. And I'm thinking I could like, see Daisy doing that, right? Like Daisy could, I think at yeah. this point in the game, she could pick up higher red shortcut, maybe even uh. Uh, word protection level two and pick up this and that would be her yeah, whole deck. Yeah, and she's good. Yeah, like she doesn't need anything else. That's in the my thing opinion, you... why aren't you picking up cryptic research in that? But whatever. This is true. This is true. Yeah, it's like cryptic research does the thing and it's pretty good. Yeah, but you got higher ed. What do you need cryptic research for? Just pay through But like the other thing I think with that deck too is you can play Old Book of Lore and Old Book of Lore allows you to kind of stack your own deck and then mm -hmm. you just throw card draw at everyone else. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I think this card's a trap. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get it, Nate. You gotta, gotta walk apart. Yeah, you got. It's one of those things where you have to like avoid all the brokenness of Seeker along the way. And if you mm -hmm. manage to like balance, you know, across that tightrope, and then you're on the other side, this is what you spend your XP on. Yeah, there we go. I, I think I've explained it. Yeah. Ratings. <sighs> I'm, I'm giving this an auto fail. From a solo I, player's perspective, I yeah. think I'm going to give it an auto fail too, simply because it it's a trap. It's not. Oh wow! It's not <laughs> worth the experience. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like on the number, on the face, yeah, you totally the in the universe in which we have right now. Yeah, god damn! I can't give it an auto fail though because it's like, uh, it like if you look at it, like look, even the icons are good. Look, I know if it you... reads. I know it reads get a card out of your deck, but it that effect is just not good in this game. Oh, I, like I, know, really, I know. I know it, it's like weird to a lot of people that play other card games, but this effect just isn't that good. 
I know. I, I, I know, Nate. I, I know. It's one of those things where it's like you have to be swimming in XP or you have to avoid the... T- you have to be walking that tightrope of Seekers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then it's like you, you, you've spent 5 XP on an effect that just does not feel like an effect that... I know. I know. I am coming from the point of view where, like, if you're playing a Seeker, because you're, you're so broken already that you don't even need XP at all. All right. Zero. Put my foot down. Plant that wow. flag. I'm saying, that is... guys, be a better friend. That's what this, this this card. What this card has is it. It has the guy the, that thing the guy's reading in the artwork. It's 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 a guide to being a better friend. So that's what it is. It's a zero for friendship. All right. If you're a play, if you're a seeker player, play more friendship and less selfish, and you'll have better game experiences. Or if you want to be a friend to the other players at the table, you can spend your XP on a better card that will help the team overall. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <sighs> like, come on, man. Who's going to complain? Oh, hey, buddy. I, I'm playing this cryptic research on you. Would you like three cards? Or would you like to go tutor one card? I, everyone's going to pick draw three. Everyone is picking Ancestral Recall in that, in that situation, right? Okay. Let me ask you this: If you've ever played Magic, which is on the power nine, Ancestral okay. Recall or I, I a Tutor? Uh, I just realized something, guys. So throughout this whole conversation, I literally thought that Cryptic Research only targeted yourself. No, it's any investigator. That's okay. what's so yeah. dumb okay. about it. <laughs> All right, Elder Thing. <laughs> We're giving this thing an Elder Thing then. That is awfully generous. Yeah, that's going to do it for our look at uh, the last of the uh, Seeker cards. Let us know in the comments down below uh, what you think. Uh, how would you rate No Stone Unturned at level 5? Have you uh, purchased it? Have you played it? Was it uh, valuable or uh, or not? Let us know uh, in the comments. Any final thoughts on uh, the Seeker cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion uh, overall? I like that this... This feels kind of like we took a step back in power level a little bit in the Seekers. You're right, compared to Dunwich? This feels so appropriate compared to Dunwich. Yeah. Oh like, my there's some good effects yeah. in here. Like, Shortcut Level 2 is very good. Eureka is mm-hmm. very good. Um, Fieldwork is good. Mm-hmm. In, in the know is it's kind of its own thing. There's clearly something going on there. Logical right? Reasoning. Like, Love that yeah, card. Lo- logical Reasoning is also very good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's some just good solid utility cards in this in this set for seekers. Yeah, and even and even when you get into things like Charles Ross, like you start to see a different view on like the seeker as like kind of like a like a teamwork type of uh you know, type of player. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you like if you hold this up to Dunwich, this feels like more like balanced this set. Yeah. So it's like Man, I can't believe I thought that cryptic research only affected yourself. But it's a shame. You learn things. You learn mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But I don't again, know if I would say that this is particularly balanced when you've got cards like Archaic Glyphs. I was about to mention that. You got to scratch Archaic Glyphs off the list. All right. Because mm-hmm. you know what? It's the Seeker. At least one of them is going to be completely broken. All right. It's just mm-hmm. how Arkham works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the you, if you give kind of Archaic Glyphs a curse because it has no yeah. limit, you give yeah. Eureka a curse because it is i was about to get to that one too i was literally about to talk about eureka and then here you come barging in telling me how dumb i am 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was I was living. Uh, yeah, Eureka. I mean, Eureka is like kind of an anomaly just because it's yeah. so good in every deck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just I kind of wonder at this stage of the game because we have, you know, because of Dunwich and Higher Ed, a lot of the the XP cards in this one just sort of fall flat because it's true. There are you're spending your XP elsewhere and you're not looking at them. Now, there are some useful, very useful effects. I mean, I really like Forewarned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you've got Scientific Theory, you've got Arcane Insight, you've just got all these cards that just don't yep. see it's play. Because... Uh, it's, it's almost as if you've just made the case for a taboo list. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.